Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Today we're talking about what God's voice sounds like and the four different voices that we may hear when it comes to when we talk about hearing God's voice. First off, we know what God's voice sounds like through our intimacy with him. When we develop a relationship with God, as we become more intimate, you can clearly recognize when it is God. God always speaks life, always brings hope, is always loving and honoring. And that represents who God is, his character. His voice can't be anything but exhibiting who he is and his character. So he may convict, but he'll never condemn. He always agrees with scripture. Sounds like the fruit of the spirit, you know, as we see in Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, etc. etc. Affirms us in our identity, our relationships, and purpose, where we're heading, what we're doing. Mm, that's so good. God is full of wisdom. God is wisdom and love. And so he brings that revelation and perspective and understanding that you wouldn't have come up with yourself. I love Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. So when we're releasing prophetic words to other people, which is just purely sensing or hearing what's on God's heart for that person, we, are, we may say, I'm sensing God's pleasure in you. That is speaking life. It's bringing hope. In hearing God's voice, it might be that still small voice that you hear. And we read about that from Elijah when he was fleeing from Jezebel in 1 Kings 19, verse 11 and 12. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart, shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Some translations say a still, small voice. It's learning to recognize that still, small voice. On the other hand, it may well be an audible voice. Earlier on, I've shared about an audible voice I heard when I first encountered God, God's heart for me. There's been, I think, three times when I've heard like this audible voice. There was one time when the kids were young. Josh was only a couple of months old. Sarah was three. And it was basically God telling me to homeschool. So I did. And then a few years ago, finances were so tight. And I had given up nursing and educating the kids full time. The garden cleanup business wasn't going well at the stage. And we were challenged by a friend to. Pray about whether we give up homeschooling, whether I give up homeschooling, put the kids in school 
and go back to nursing and just get our finances in order. And I really felt, oh, as soon as the friend said that, I really felt, oh, no, I don't think that's right. But I took a week and I prayed about it and I had to repent of making homeschooling my identity as a homeschooling mom and a bit of an idol and a whole lot of stuff I repented of. And at the end of this week, I can remember driving up the freeway and I was going on the way to a coaching appointment where I was coaching this lady and I was just saying, God, can you just show me, please? I need you to tell me what we're to do. And there was an audible voice in the car. It was like like the fear of God. I told you to homeschool. I haven't changed my mind. Immediately my voice went to, oh, my my mind went to that thing of, oh, that actually doesn't sound peaceful and like the heart of God and what God's voice should sound like. And then I went, oh, no, actually, if God has asked me to do stuff and I'm now questioning it, and I'm being disobedient, he would then, it would be a a fear of God thing. And so I went, ah, all right. And because I heard that so clearly, it was so comforting to know, no, we're to continue homeschooling and look at finances another way. It'd be fair to say that it was probably a firm voice that you heard, (laughs) as in a loving father speaking firmness to their child. Yeah. I think also we just want to look at a few guidelines that will just help us at this point when we're releasing words to others. There's a couple of things that are helpful. Is that fair to say, Jane? Yeah, I think the main thing is when we are giving other people prophetic words or words we feel that we've heard from God for them, heard meaning hear, see, sense, feel, whatever, when we're releasing these words to other people, We never preface it with saying God says. We'll always say I sense, I feel, that sort of thing. Because when we say God says, even though we may be 100% sure God said it, it brings in that controlling aspect and it doesn't give the person a way out. It puts such a, a burden on them that if they don't do whatever, then they're disobeying God. 1 Corinthians 13.9 says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. We may only have part of the picture. We may have got it wrong. And we just need to give people a way out. And so we always say a sense or a feel or a believe, but we don't say God says you should do this. Yeah, that's certainly correct. Probably in a future episode, we need to look at other guidelines. When we're releasing prophetic words for others but at the moment we're mainly trying to concentrate on hearing God for ourselves so we've looked at what God's voice may be like what's Satan's voice like well yes Um, I can't say that I've heard an audible voice but I'll probably when there's times I've been going to sin or I have sinned where I've been sensed I should do something but in reality I've turned the my back on God, I mean, that's really Satan speaking to us. It'd be fair to say his voice, what the scriptures said, talks about, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He brings shame and condemnation, can sound accusatory, and brings negative thoughts, uses you language and not I language. You are hopeless instead of 
I love you. It can be very contradictory. Oh, Jane, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say it can bring sort of a feeling of not peace, so sort of unsettling or unworthiness. Yeah, would be would be a classic. It contradicts. So Satan brings contradictory ideas to what we sense God is saying to us: unsettling, uh, manipulative, pushy, angry, controlling, which Jane has already mentioned brings fear and humiliation, discouraging and brings hopelessness, driven and invasive, unrest, focused away from God, can distort scripture, like sort of quote scripture, but give an incorrect bent to it. In John 10.10, this is helpful for us to remember, the thief only comes to steal and to kill and destroy. He often says, you are not good enough, which really goes at the very basis of who we are. Our identity, God is speaking incredible identity into us, and yet Satan wants to throw that out the window. Oh, that's so powerful. Last week, a friend rang me and said, oh, we're looking at buying, selling our house and buying a new house. And in fact, we're talking in the, when my husband comes home in the next hour about whether we put an offer in on our house. And I said, Oh, I didn't know your house was up for sale. And they went, Oh, no, not yet. And we, you know, we'd be buying the house before selling our own house. And I knew finances had been a real struggle for them. And I said, mm. And she's like, What do you? What, what are you sensing? And I said, well, for myself, we've made a decision because of a past act that we did where we bought a house before selling our house, and it was a real financial stretch. Stretch, <laughs> yes. And I was like, I don't want to get into that again. And, and I said, so I would really advise against doing that, but if it's God, then go for it. But I would really look at, do you have a real sense of peace about it? And I got a text from her the next day and she went, we're not buying, we didn't put an offer in on the house. We've decided to take our time and sell our house first before we look for another house. And she said, I just, even though my husband was so keen, we just didn't have that sense of peace. And I think that's a really good perspective, that peace Sometimes we may feel that we don't have a peace because we're sort of being asked to do something really courageous and really such a big step Step of faith. faith. But when we think about it, underneath there's that underlying sense of peace. So we've looked at what God's voice sounds like, how Satan's voice brings shame, condemnation, nothing good. Another voice you may be hearing is other people's voices well they may be positive or negative usually the the words come from a significant person in our life a family member even a parent so if a teacher said to you you'll never amount to anything or things like that and then when you're trying to trying to hear something and and that comes back to play in your mind it actually is worth getting some prayer ministry over and looking at forgiving that person and cutting off different ungodly and unholy soul ties with them. 
and the words that have been spoken over you, which is for another episode. Yeah, I think for a, <laughs> yes, let's not get sidetracked, Jane. Usually, it's going to be a brilliant episode when we look at those things. Usually, it's only God's voice or Satan's voice, or could even be our own voice. So it may rationalise or use reasons and uses logic to assess and process information and draw conclusions. Sometimes our own voice cause, you know, we're easily swayed through our emotions and how you're feeling. You know, like if you're tired or if you're unwell, it's almost we can, we can try and talk ourselves out of something in our head because of our emotional or physical or mental state sort of double-minded or or striving. That's what our own voice can be like. It can be very familiar. We can trace the thought patterns in our own voice. I'm not sure I'm hearing correctly sometimes when we're hearing our own voice. I know a lot of people, when they go to hear God's voice, go, oh, no, that's just me. What would you say to that, Gary? Well, look, probably a critical thing for me when it comes to hearing God for myself is I like the first thought principle. When I'm in a really good place with God and I ask him a question, now, he's a good, so one of our core values is he's a good God and loves us and he wants the best for us. So when we ask a question, we have an expectation that he's going to answer that question. So we call it the first thought principle how that can give you confidence to know that you are hearing God. Instead of doubting him and doubting what is all these different voices, if we simply ask him a question and it sounds like him, just go for it. So when you ask God a question and you're in a healthy place with God, that's That's a really good point. Whatever that first thought that comes through your mind, grab hold of it. It's like imagine with your hand, a thought comes through your mind, just grab hold of it and go with that. Now, a lot of people I talk to would say, oh, but is that just me? I go, we're actually giving ourselves too much credit. I feel that first thought, go with it. That's from God, just grab it and go with. Have you got an example, Gary, of when you first realized well it's doing a prophetic course at church and we're being taught this principle and up until that point i'd always been questioning is it god speaking is it me is it me speaking is the devil who what's this stuff that i'm hearing but then when i heard that principle and recognized the fact i need to grab hold of it and just step out and believe it and release it man that just was amazing i can remember one easter We were giving words at the Sunday night service and I was with a prophetic person that was well down the track and I was only new. This was my first time of releasing words in this situation. And she was a seer, so she would get a picture and then she'd have to ask, oh, what's the picture about? Whereas I just got a word and bang, I just released it. It was amazing to see the, the way that it impacted the person that I gave the word to, how it was like we call a, a word in season. And you'd say that when you you got that thought and when you started to, to speak it out, more thoughts would come and flesh out a bit more. And once again, that's probably for another podcast. Yeah. But that is, <laughs> that is the idea too, that sometimes 
people want to get a paragraph or get a whole story or want to get a book before they're actually prepared to do anything about it or release the words to, to someone. But sometimes God will give us just a, a word, a single word, and then as we start to speak that word out over that person, God will just give us more thoughts and they will just flow. And I've found it so amazing how I just see smiles on people's dials as I release the words to them, how it just seems to be what we call a word in season. So when it comes to working out where the voice is from, I would encourage you to go with what is the fruit of that voice? What is the fruit of the thought that you've had or the feeling? And if it's fruit of the Spirit, go with it. And if you're in a healthy place with God, go with that first thought principle. As we come to an end of today's episode, our prophetic activation for today is I would love for you to just turn your heart towards God. Just thank God for who he is and his relationship with you. And then just say, Jesus, if you could meet me anywhere in the universe, where would it be and why? So flesh that out with Jesus. Ask him more questions. Jesus, if you could meet me anywhere in the universe, where would it be and why? You might like to ask Jesus, what do you like most about that place? I'd be asking Jesus, why did you choose that place? (laughs) Just go with it. I encourage you, ask God questions. And as with any prophetic activation, it's it's practising to get better at hearing God's voice. So, Gary, over to you. Father, I just really, I love these people that are listening to our podcast at this time, Father, that you just love them so much. Father, I just ask that you will help them to clearly hear from you, not only hear from you, but know that it is your voice, that they won't get distracted by other voices. They won't get condemned by Satan's voice. But, Father, they will have such intimacy with you that they will just know because they know because they know that you are speaking to them. Father, and even as they're here in this podcast now, just speak a word that just answers the questions that they have that they're asking you at the moment. Just speak a word, speak a phrase, speak an idea into their hearts, into their minds now that will answer the question that they have of you. Father, just thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We'd love for you to check out my writing on all things prophetic over at unlockingthegold.com. And if you subscribe to my emails, you'll receive a free 84-page PDF download on 40 Days of Gratitude. It's a devotional. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast so you don't miss our next episode on the various ways that God communicates with us.